Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic Record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there. "Mm." I mean, we have those too. Don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change and you're going to walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we're bringing on a guest that we've had in the past, and we've talked about past lives before, but we're going to dive in a little bit deeper with your own today about past lives, um, healing, and his personal healing journey, and so much more in depth on many different things. So if you love this podcast, go back. There's an audio one about two years ago. We did one, and that's really the nuts and bolts of what past life or Aggression is. So welcome back. Thank you. It's great being here again in your beautiful new studio. I'm yeah. so excited to be here again. Now it's visual, so you get to see them. <laughs> you don't just get to hear them. So uh, your own, I want everybody to know a little bit about you. All yeah. right. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the Cliff Notes version. The then we're going to do deep dives. Okay. So I am, my name is actually Jeroen and um, I'm from the Netherlands. So my name sounds a little weird because we do funny names in the Netherlands. It's actually quite a common name. It's like John or Peter. It's actually the Dutch version of Jerome. Um, I moved to the States, to LA in 2007, and um, I was trained by Dolores Cannon um, in her method for past life regression, quantum healing hypnosis technique. And I've been practicing since 2006, and my practice is here in LA in the Valley. Um, This is where I see people every day and guiding them through some very amazing past life journeys. That's that's just incredible. And I mean, this is, you know, some people do past life regression like on occasion, but this is like, this is what you do. So you've seen so many different people and taken them through these regressions. And, you know, so from your perspective, there's probably so much that you've picked up on and seen the similarities and the you know, just kind of like proof, proof without a doubt, right? right? After so many cases. How many people do you think like you've seen over the years? Um, it's really going up to about a thousand now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I see one person a day. And um, in the beginning when I started, it was, you know, slow trickle. And then I went full time, I think in 2016. And so then it started. Well, even uh, more than that, sometimes it, it, uh, once a month he does a meditation here. Oh yeah, and th- those ones, sometimes, you know, 20 people come, you yeah, know, like, yeah. and so those are doing, you know, bigger scale regressions on a lot of different people. So they're all having, um, you know, their own individual experience through that group led uh, method, but you're still taking 20 people at a time through a regression, yes. you know, so yeah. those numbers could be even more than that. <laughs> exactly. I love doing those. Those group sessions are amazing. 
Yeah, this um, because people learn so much you know, when they're sharing about their experiences. Um, people can you know, listen to each other and then learn from other people's experiences and make it less weird for themselves. Because what I get a lot is like, oh, that was weird when they come out of it. Yeah. Well, anything that's new and different, people automatically put that label on weird because it's not something that they've been exposed to. Right. right? And it's not a bad weird. It's like, wow, they never yeah. imagined it. It's like yeah. a weird and a like, this is cool. I'm going to tell 10 friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so going through the process, what got you started in wanting to even learn about past lives and past and, and then one, learn about past lives, be curious in past lives, and then two, to take the trainings to study to do it for right. others. So I, I'm kind of, um, I've kind of sailed outside of the, the system my whole life. I always looked into society from the outside in. I never felt like I fit in. And so, um, Going through the school system, I dropped out at 16. I just, I couldn't find myself in the kind of educational system that I was in um, and did an alternative school. And then, um, I don't know, I've always known that there was more to life than what we were being shown in our society. I was always looking for the unseen worlds. I kind of knew it was there. And the best um, connection I had to it was like reading fantasy or um, or science fiction novels and okay. then my mom was librarian and she brought home a book from the Monroe Institute regarding um, out-of-body experiences I was eight years old and I read it and I was like oh you know this is this is really what I believe to be true nice no wait, wait let's backtrack a little bit did she bring yeah. home that book for you or she brought no. it home she was interested and then you you grabbed it and you started reading it it was an odd thing because my mom is not she doesn't talk about any of this stuff okay. and so she was a librarian and so she must have read plenty of other stuff and she was like oh why not try this this one and I'm not sure she even remembers that book it was it was life changing for me because it it um, affirmed what I kind of knew was true for me. Yeah. It was different from the religion that I was raised in, and um, so finding this proof it kind of helped me to propel forward with the belief that there was something more out there that was really true. But I just hadn't seen any proof of it. Then when I picked up a book by Dolores in two thousand six, uh, a book called Custodians, and read it just from cover to cover really quick, just dove right into it and um, it just really resonated mm. with what I believe to be true. Then I found out that she was teaching in the Netherlands. Three months later, I was able to um, to join her class. And so wow. this, this little old lady with a little perm came to The Hague. That's where the class was. And um, I, I was taught her technique. That's great. And it's, it's interesting, you know, like so many people that I interview and when I hear like how they got on their path of where they got to, you know, it's these little things and it's, it's true of anybody, whether it's a spiritual path or an entrepreneur path or, you know, even just a life direction or a soulmate, whatever the case may be. But there's like these little planted seeds that happen through our life. And mm. it's like this book when you were eight that started opening up your mind in more ways and made you feel validated and, and, in, in your beliefs right. to, you know, stumbling upon this book in 2006 or not stumbling upon it being divinely orchestrated. Right. And then just three months later, having the very person that wrote the book be in your country to teach, you know, like, yeah. and, it, and it's just like those types of synchronicities uh, uh, and, you know, but giving it to you for taking those leaps, right? Mm -hmm. And saying, okay, yeah, this is curious. Yeah, this is interesting. No, I'm going to just dive in. Right. 
And so then you, you learn the technique and while you learn the technique, was that the first time you were regressed? Because I know during trainings that you tend to get experimented on, right? As you're, you know, going through it, working with your fellow classmates. So yeah, n- now that is, but in, in 2006, the, the class curriculum was a little different. Okay. So I, we, we watched like a demo session. Okay. Um, like you said, now it is that you get the experience, but I, um, throughout the years, I've, I've gotten regressed like eight or nine times okay. um, by my colleagues just to feel what it's like to get that part of the experience. Wow. So yeah. when you got trained, you still hadn't even experienced regression for yourself. No. Wow. No. I mean, I, I was trained as an art therapist at the time, so I had a BA in art therapy and I'd worked with one-on-one with people and that was yeah. the, the, the eligibility requirements at the time to be... Um, to be taught by Dolores, that you yeah. had to be working with people. So I knew what it was like to be in a therapeutic setting or a therapeutic yeah. relationship. Um, but yeah, the experience itself, um, I didn't have that until a couple months later. And what was your first experience like when somebody regressed you? Um, I think it was, I mean, I've had so many and I can't really put them on a timeline, but there was one where I connected with a part of me that, that was in the Pleiades, the Pleiadians. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was saying that I was here to help raise the frequency. There was detail to it that I forgot about because I yeah. get so many stories now, you know, every day that it kind of becomes a little mushy <laughs> yeah. in my brain. Like I can't really um, uh, pinpoint what was what. But yeah, there was this Pleiadian part of me that would say that I'm here on the planet to help raise the frequency of consciousness. And, you know, this is nothing special because we're all here now to do this. Well, as we, the people that are seekers that are seeking for, yeah. uh, you know, for this kind of material. Yeah. yeah. And so that brings me kind of to the next question of when do people seek out, you know, getting a past life regression? Good question. So the people that I find in my path that I resonate with that find me, it's mostly about um, unlocking authenticity. And it's usually packaged in their questioning about what is my life purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest question that people come in with. Okay. Um, and it's usually formulated from a place of being stuck with it. So kind of, yeah, being stuck in life, maybe there's a job or no job that doesn't quite fit what they feel themselves to be, and they don't quite know how to, how to move on from there. Um, and so what I, f- what I find is what's happening is that, um, um, through the work that we do, it's like people, it's like they, they ignite their own self-worth in mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, what they really, they've been dreaming of, the life that they know to be true or what they already know is, is inside of them, to give themselves permission to go after that instead of being fed into what they think society wants of them. And, and that's always a very beautiful moment when that can happen, when I see people like pop open. That's great. So yeah. do you do like future regressions then too, or like future projections as well for people? Um, so I don't, like in this technique, we don't tell people what to go look at. It's yeah. just we, we create an opening to the higher self. Okay. And then it will provide the most appropriate experiences. I never know, you know, what I'm going to be looking at. So um, oftentimes it is what we call like a past life, a past life, but oftentimes it can also be future or parallel lives. Um, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or lives in different dimensions, different planets. And really what we're finding out about is that there is no such thing as time from the perspective of the soul, mm. but that just the, the 3d construct that we're living in right now. Um, we need time here to be able to learn what we're here to learn, gotcha. but that from the perspective of the soul, it's almost like. It seems that as if we're, as a sort of more or less individuated part of source, we decide to split into different experiences that sort of happen at the same time. 
So my human mind doesn't really understand like, you know, how to how to make that make sense in my brain, but yeah, that's the best model that I use for this to understand it. So yeah, you can have parallel lifetimes, past lives, future lives, and it's really all the same thing. And we just like to differentiate. So it's all just on one continuing like spark yes. of energy. And it's just whether they perceive that as the past or the future or the or a different you yeah. Know, dimension. Yeah, from a human perspective, it might look like it's on some kind of timeline, but from the perspective of the soul, it's all happening now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so then that gets me like most of the time when people think of past life regression, they literally think about going and experiencing some type of, oh, I was in the 1400s and I was this blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. do those kind of things happen too? Oh, yeah, often. I mean, it's the kind of the bulk of it. So, okay. Uh, it, it it covers the, the, the experience a little bit past life regression, but not completely. So Dolores calls it quantum healing hypnosis technique for that reason. Okay. That we're going into the quantum field or the soul or higher self. And then it will bring forward what's the most appropriate. And it's not always what, you know, a neatly packaged past life. It can be, you know, one scene from past life, then future life, different dimension, different galaxy, or just like general blobbiness like sometimes you know we're in a space where there's just like colors or blobs or energies <laughs> it can you know it can it can make a lot of sense and it can make no sense at all to our human mind interesting yeah. and yeah. then maybe at certain times in different periods those same things that didn't make sense start to make sense at different occurrences in one person's life right you know like if somebody sees this red blob and then like later they like realize that that red blob was this you know or whatever it might be oh yeah so we do get to find out what it means because okay. um in a session first we explore these different lifetimes and then in dolores's technique she found out that there is this healing component that happens and so she modified the technique that she'd been taught um to accommodate for this. So we directly call forward a person's higher self and we ask it questions first about the randomness that they were shown, like okay, weird okay. scenes or whatever was going on, because we don't, we might not always understand from a human understanding what was the healing component. Like why were you shown such random scenes? Maybe, you know, you find yourself uh, herding some sheep and some like the side of a on the side of a mountain in the south of France in the medieval times yeah. and nothing much happens. Like, how does that relate to your life right now? Yeah. And so, and then I asked the higher self, okay, what was the point of showing them this? And it might've been about simplifying their life or maybe they felt very much on purpose to give them experience of that um, or to connect with nature. Um, it can be all kinds of things and you won't find out until you talk to the higher self and it talks back and says, this is why this was. And then, ah. yeah, you kind of, so, know what that is. so the whole process takes you through these different experiences from the soul's perspective of, yes. of what's needed to help move that individual soul's life forward in some way, shape or form. Exactly. And, yeah. and sometimes that can be, you know, um, things that are obstacles or pains or difficulties from the past life like people perceive right you know like oftentimes you hear about oh i was stabbed and murdered with a sword and and it went through my heart and now i can't love you know like you hear these like stories you know like yes. but it's but what i'm 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 pressing on really and and kind of diving the point home but it's so much more than that it, it is you know yeah. and it can give people this ability to really connect with 
what it is that will help them feel more satisfied, more whole, more complete. And it sounds like it's almost like bringing those parts of their soul, that fragmented soul back together. Yeah, that's that's really what I think it is. So using that model that I explained where our soul splits off in different experiences. So during a session, it's like you're bridging into another experience to get the resources that you need for this lifetime. It's yeah. Like with your little shopping basket, you're going and gather different parts of it. simultaneously, you're yes. healing that lifetime too. Because uh, Because if you're putting a bridge, I'm guessing that it's, you know, you know, you know it's going both ways. So yeah. you, it's not just one direction. Yeah. And sometimes it's, and it really shows that way because sometimes you're in a different lifetime and then there might be other beings there or the people there and you can interact with them in 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 real time so let's see the most recent one that i remember was a person who uh let's see they had a sasquatch experience and um i mean there was lots more to it but i started talking to this different part of her that was sasquatch in a different dimension and i started describing you know what the dimension was like and what life was all about um yeah, that, that happens quite quite often. Wow. Yeah. And then what did that person take away uh, for the, the meaning for them for this lifetime? I got to remember that. See, I don't, oh, okay. I don't hang on to those details, but... Um, Do you remember, remember the sa Sasquatch? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that, because that was the first time that I really yeah. spoke to a Sasquatch, and it, it corrected no, no, me, I, actually, I because um, apparently they call themselves Hulu men. Oh, when I talked about Sasquatch with the higher self, I was like, oh, no, no, that's not the term. It's Huleman. Never heard of it. Yeah. Um, but what she took away from it, I don't, um, I think if I remember correctly, it was more about her connection to nature and to, to validate it for herself. Mm. Um, and they, oh, no, no, it, I remember now. It was the, the healing capacities that the Sasquatch being had, this Huleman being, um, and, um, and why they were so present in her life right now, that there was a direct link to that lifetime for this purpose that she was bringing in this healing capacity, these healing capacities for her mm -hmm. life right now. That's what I remember, yeah. I'm really Beautiful. proud of myself now that I remember that. <laughs> so you dive into the details and then that was all there. Right. Now, have uh, also like in, you know, past life regressions, and there's been a few documentaries that have been done recently that really kind of take the um, experiences of a few children that vividly recall um, lifetimes and characteristics and, and even names and people that they interacted with and what they exactly did. Do mm. you ever do any regressions like that? Sure. Okay. Do yeah. you have any, any stories? Any that fun you stories? Yeah. Um, so, I, well, I don't work on children because um, I work with adults only because there needs to be like a self-reflective capacity. And um, so, but it can be adults that go to to past lives where they where they know names and, and years and um, verifiable content can come in during a session. So I've spoken about this in other in other podcasts and interviews. But, you know, of course, the biggest case that I was part of was um, what's made into a book called The Boy Who Knew Too Much by Kathy Bird. Mm hmm. Um, she came into my office with this amazing story that her kid um, told her that he used to be a tall German baseball player. And in the beginning, she didn't believe that anything else but imagination was, you know, coming out of this kid until she realized that the amount of detail and the experiences that they had together when she took him to a, a baseball stadium. And, a, and a, the little boy had a freak out when he watched um, a giant poster of Babe Ruth and said, that guy was really mean to me. Um, we had a fight and he was a mean guy. Um, to the point where she had to take him away from that um, 
uh, from that situation because, you know, he was losing it. Um, she realized that there was more to it. And her kid, Christian is his name, had told her that she used to be his mom in that past life, but that he liked her now better as a, as a, as a comment. She was a more fun person now. Um, but so she was from a Christian background, had no context for past life regression. And one of her friends had done a session with me. She came to see me, Kathy Bird. And I told her about that to everybody. This is about healing. I help you create a storm opening to your higher self and we'll see what where it takes you. I yeah. can't guarantee that you're going to go see that life. Yeah. Um, and so, but we did go into a lifetime. I remember her taking her through the induction and she started describing it. She was sitting on a couch. She knew she could see the pattern of the couch and the carpet and like a, a covered over birdcage and a little dog. Hey, Chewie. <laughs> um, was sitting right beside her. Her body was a little bit more plump. She described her clothing as, you know, obviously from a different, different era. And gradually the image opened up into um, a working class environment on the East Coast in the last century. And, you know, her session was very detailed and this doesn't always happen, but she knew names of her family members and she could describe like tchotchkes that she was given or awards from her son, Lou Gehrig, um, very, in a very detailed manner. And um, she came back two more times and we will go back into the same lifetime. And this is extraordinary. I've never had this happen since so far. Um, so I asked her higher self, like, why are we having to go back into the same lifetime? And she, and it's sad that she was to sort of mine those experiences for verifiable details that she had to go and fact check with still living descendants and relatives to add a layer of, um, credibility to the, uh, the, the subject of past life regression and wow. then write a book about it. And so she went to the East coast and introduced herself as this sort of, you know, crazy lady from California, I suppose, <laughs> um, that had these experiences and could she fact check those, those experiences. And somehow she did this and, um, and it all matched. And so she wrote a book about it. Um, she won the Hay House writing contest and it was published and it's in the works of being made into a movie. Wow. So that's the biggest one. But the most recent one was also very interesting. I had, a, and I mentioned this in the Deep Cuts episode of in Liberate, um, a lady that came in who had a question about her dad in her current lifetime because mm -hmm. they didn't, they weren't in each other's lives until she was 19 years old. She wanted to know if there were any uh, connections in different lifetimes. And so I asked her higher self and it said, well, they were together in the Renaissance. I was like, okay, what about some detail here? You know, can you explain what was the, um, the relationship and where were they? And so her higher self says, oh, well, well, she was Michelangelo, you know, the Michelangelo. And, <laughs> and it volunteered immediately. And, you know, I was gay, he was gay and had lots of lovers. But her dad from her current lifetime was his longtime assistant. And, um, you know, it's not always a good idea to ask about numbers and names because it can um, sort of jolt people to go back into the left side of their brain and kind of. Take pull them out. out. Pull them out, yeah. Um, but this lady, she was in a sufficient place of trance where I, I, I could try this and see what would happen. She was really easy in switching back and forth. Um, and so I asked her, can you, do you know his name? And so she could hear it, but she couldn't quite spell it. So I had her spell it to me um, letter for letter. And she spelled me a name that, that was um, spelled P-R-I-E-T-R, -E -E sounding like Pieter. Uh -huh. It sounded more like Slavic or Russian than Italian to me. Um, 
And so she leaves and I go do my do Google. And, um, <laughs> my do Google. My do Google. <laughs> and, um, and so I find this little paragraph that says that Michelangelo had a longtime assistant whose name was Pietro Urbino. So that, I mean, that's super close. I mean, it was one or two letters, you know, switched around. And so, yeah, so I, you know, I tend to believe that she really experienced a lifetime as Michelangelo. And wow. yeah, that was really amazing. Um, and then, then, oh, go ahead. No, do you see that, like, uh, um, that sometimes, I mean, we have a lot of, as humans having these life experiences, we tend to have a lot of um, unfinished business, you know, or difficulties or unfinished lessons in learnings, you know, like a lot of times people are stubborn and they don't want to see how things are there to serve them, you know, and they, right. they easily map into the victim mode and place blame on everybody instead of being like, oh, this experience or me getting fired or me going through this bad, bad divorce or me doing this is actually to serve me in some level. So I'm grateful for it. And so I can move forward. But a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of these wounds that are so like hard because there's an expectation and an ex uh and that expectation bre uh, breeds the suffering and unnecessary suffering but people can take that from these other lifetimes or other experiences and still be carrying those wounds yes. what um do you find that a lot of people have that sometimes in some of the the regression work is since your yours is all about healing yeah yeah of course that happens um um, I want to make a connotation to that because a lot of people take that, make it kind of like a, it's a wrongness in their life. Like, yeah. or like the, the example that you mentioned, I've been stabbed in the heart, so I don't know how to love. Okay. That's my story. Yeah. And that's but, but, it. But there is no like bad. That's what I'm trying to say. There's, yes. like, there's no bad to yes. it. It's just like, okay, so maybe that, that actually created you to have this, you know? Thank you. Yes. It, I find it is really that way. So we are part of a benevolent universe and we've all chosen this experience. Even if you subscribe to the, the thinking that we're on a prison planet and we're just being recycled over and over, it's still a decision that you took as a soul to go into the system and to be part of it and to have these experiences. Um, um, with, with the example that you gave, um, if, if that comes f forth during a session where the higher self tells me, okay, so they were, they had this experience in a past life and it's unfinished or it's part of their experience in their current life right now and it can be healed or whatever. I always ask about what's the purpose of bringing something from a past life into the current lifetime? Is it a flawed system? You know, is it, doesn't it work? Why do, why would you do that? And it's always, I think, or 99% of the time, um, it's being sort of taken from the past life in the current lifetime to help learn a certain thing in the current lifetime. So it's not like you're impaired and it, you, you've gone off the path and there's this wrongness about it. It is part of the of your life path right now. So it, it's not just the good things that we pull from other lifetimes, but also what we would, from the human perspective, call the bad things. Yeah. yeah but it's all to propel us forward. So um, it's like if you're if you're carrying those extra weights on your like let's say a metaphoric weight like a metaphoric backpack of all these things that weighed you down in the past life. Yes, it's it's to make you physically stronger in this lifetime and get to the point where you can break free of yes. the backpack and you have these built muscles that can propel you forward. And it's some kind of weird metaphor, you know. I'm no, no, it's really know, good. Yeah. You know, like so instead of being like, oh God, I was built or I was born with this handicap because I had these this unfinished baggage or luggage or whatever in the past life and now I'm weighed down, it's actually really much a strengthening process. It's a it's to propel to evolve to Yeah, and just 
there, uh, there's really purpose to all of it. Um, yeah. What I'm finding, you know, and that that can sound really shitty if you're in a really sucky situation. You know, we all have them. I mean, my, with my own history, I've certainly been in very challenging places in my life. Um, but looking back at all, it all allowed me to embrace who I am even more, more so after going through it and looking back at it. I mean, not while I'm in it, like, oh, I'm good. I'm embracing myself. But it was, it was yeah. a nightmare, you know, but. It's, um, it's hindsight's 2020, right? Yes, I've got, of course. Yes. So, but yeah, but everything that is, is scripted. That's, that's what I hear over and over when I ask about people's horrible experiences. Oh yeah, they came to the planet and they've had like a horrible, horrible experience that you cannot imagine the horrible lives. They were just doing this because they um, came straight from the angelic realms and they needed like to fast track experiencing the human experiences so they could be relatable and um, and 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 feel compassion for the human experience. Interesting. That is, that is often being told to them. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of the people that I work with that have these horrible experiences, they they are here to anchor like a very very refined high frequency, and it's through these experiences of like sheer horror that. Um, they kind of learn how to anchor um, anchor them like what what the earth experience is about so it's able it, then other people can relate to them they hold that vibration of knowing what what it is to go through the experiences well yeah i mean i'm i'm a firm believer it doesn't mean that everybody needs to suffer in any way shape or form no. but that you know you, you you need to understand you know at least have an awareness of what it's like to walk in another's shoes in order to relate to them on some level, right. right? You know, like you can't like help somebody cope with a broken heart if you've never had a broken heart, right? right. You know, because you don't even understand it, right? right? And so that's an interesting, fascinating type of perspective that it's, you know, kind of new to me of that these these could be angelic realm beings that are fast tracking a human experience, yeah. having the massive polar opposite yes. of experience so they can understand okay now yeah. i get suffering because i've got it to the nth, nth degree you know yeah and, it, and it, it's it's useless when you tell somebody of course it's not your place to tell them in in their face like oh you're just going through this purpose falls so you're learning something from the human from <laughs> no, the human know, you know from the, like, screw you right of course i mean I, I would i would not accept that if somebody would have I watched somebody get murdered in front of me screw you exactly you know, like <laughs> exactly so but it's and so it's not from the human perspective to try and sort of make it okay that you're suffering or, yeah. but it's more in hindsight of, no, of, of once people click into their life purpose to look back and um, to understand what the path was about and that the journey is, um, it's all about the journey because, I mean, we certainly find ourselves in places where it's just horrible and we just want to find the off switch, you know, where we can just get out of this and be healed and be in our full power and be fully empowered. And the next day, you know, or through a session. Um, but what keeps coming forward that um, the information that we gather in this journey going step by step allows us to get to know ourselves as God source creator doing the Christina experiences or the, the Yerun experience. So mm -hmm. it's to, it's to encountering your own uniqueness in the doing of this process that you gather very specific information that no one else can gather because they're not you. Yeah. And, and once you do that and you learn to validate your own experience, your own truth over the truth of the world that you might've been conditioned to believe is your, your, 
your highest truth. Yeah. Once you learn to detach from that and, and, and trust your own experience and embrace who you are here to be, um, you're starting to experience the rewards of it, which are knowing that you are a unique expression of source. Mm. And then what that brings is more trust in yourself and that is trust in God, source, creator, um, and in life. Because then you know that you're just here for a short time, um, just affecting change, sort of playing this game with people. So then it's okay to be here. So a lot of people now, they just... Or people that come into my office right now, they say, just just fix me so I don't have to come back. Mm. But from my perspective, it's all about knowing, choosing to be here, choosing to be here. And again, this is a journey as well. This will come after you learn to validate who you are, your own unique expression, um, what makes you tick. Once you start doing that, then you inch back into or you lean back into um the experience of knowing that you're God, much like you had when you were a baby. When you look into a baby's yeah. eyes, you can see this. We yeah. know we know what we are when we're fresh arrivals on the planet. Yeah. We're a, f a part of source of God, you know, anchored in this little baby's experience. And then most of us, I think, go through the experience of not being seen for, for this and not being treated like, what are you here to bring or who are yeah. you? But instead... Look, child, here's society. You're going to fit into these molds that we have ready for, for you. And the messaging that happens is that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Because you you have to work to fit into some something else. Yeah, so I'm to, not okay. Yes. You know, I'm not good enough. And all those little core wounds that people carry around. And then they build their whole story in life around it. Right. Because we have an incredible mechanism of seeing what we believe. Seeing what we believe. Yes, yes. And then we continue to validate because yes. we, we seek out the information that supports I'm broken. I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm this. Here we go again. Look at, see, they, they, they spoke to me this way or this kid didn't want to play with me. Right. That's another validation. See, I'm not okay. Yeah. Right. Before we know it, we're all screwed up. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's also okay, you know, you to know, go because, through that. But it, I yeah. think it's part of the divine plan, right? Because you have to be like... It's like, you know, if every single person goes through the same type of, of feeling that they realize that they're all perfect, right? And then they realize that they don't think that they are perfect. And then they go through a life of healing and uncovering their true self and identity again. Mm -hmm. And it's the story of humanity and it's the growth and there's different experiences along the way. Right. But it's almost it has to be set up that way. We have to forget how magical and divine we are in order to find that special uniqueness in divinity again and to appreciate it. That's so well said. Yes, it's like... I mean, it's the same as we, if, when we play a board game, you know, yeah. we set up rules that sort of confine our movement within this game. And, and that makes it fun, you know, yeah. from our perspective, looking at the game, because then we have to use our creativity to get around those rules and to, you know, to come out, uh, come out of this game. And that's kind of like how I see it, that that we're all, um, you know, facets of source that we're all God incarnate in, in a human body um, doing itself in your uniqueness. So it's all about, for me, um, to, you know, I call it to, to, to fly your freak flag, you know, and to, to be seen as, as, as your unique expression of source instead of fitting into what um, society might have laid out for you. Yeah, because you know? then, you, then you get to have the next chapter of experiencing, you know, so you go through the 
the he- healing of that, reminding yourself that you are, and you can wave your own flag. Yeah. And then it's the next step of that is mastering how to fly your flag, right? Yes, yes. You know, because that's a whole nother game you can play because yeah. then it's like, well, how much can I, when I realize that I am divine and perfect and this is my own unique self that I can be, then you can explore just how much you can be. And you can just like, you know, a kind of like a musician diving into all different musical instruments and, and even learning to play better and better and better. And how good can they even get? Right. And it's like this whole new realm of possibility opens up when you allow yourself to be your possibility. So true. I mean, from what I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I know that I don't know the truth, the truth of everything, yeah. but what I know, it, it resonates with that. That's my experience as well. Like once you start trusting who you are, you're going to be more present with whatever your experience has to tell you. And you don't have to, um, um, what's the word? Deny yourself the experience in favor of how does it fit into society? So yeah. this is often, um, the path for people that, you know, they want to open up their psychic experiences or they think it's it's opening up some circuitry inside of themselves. And sometimes it is, but it's often first need to know how to be present with your own experience instead of being looking at society and, and following those rules and denying yourself feeling or knowing who you are. That yeah. needs to happen first. You need to pivot that focus back to yourself to be able to be present and to start building a trusting relationship with your own experiences, with your feelings. And then the other parts of our multidimensionalness can come in that are still there. So psychic sensing and seeing there, everybody has those. Yeah. But if you're, if you're looking like, if you're looking away from it, instead of you think it's, it's, it's on TV or it's, it's out there instead of it's in here, then you're missing the point. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that stuff can come in. Like you said, you can master that. Yeah. And it's, and it becomes fun because when you when you reach that tipping point from starting to love yourself and trust yourself you move out of survival you know you move out of responding to um conditions and instead of you know trying to do your best to 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 answer them or to uh, apply yourself to whatever's around you you didn't go like no wait a minute you know i'm here i this was what makes me feel joyful i'm gonna do this this is what i'm gonna do and then you find there's a whole supportive universe that backs you. And it's not because now you're a good girl or a good boy and you're doing what God needs you to do. None of that shit. You know, yeah. you're vibrating at self-love. Mm-hmm. And so that is what you manifest. That is how I see like the law of attraction works. Yeah. yeah. And then you attract to you the type of people, relationships, experiences that help support that. Exactly. Right. And so many times people not only like are they afraid to be them or what society thinks there's also all of this like oh i'm gonna leave people behind or these people were my friends or my you know it's it's like you just gotta trust that when you move forward there's a new vibration that meets you yes you know yes and then hopefully uh, what what happened is like wrong making also subsides mm-hmm. because i mean believe me i get triggered so much like still i opened my phone this morning and twitter sent me like a little notification 82 percent of the amazon for no 82 percent more of the amazon forest is on fire than last year wow look so that's and then it showed you like a heat map it's like oh my god you know we're being pushed off the planet like how are we going to survive this so I, I do get triggered but then 
you know, there is a part of me that kind of reminds me like, this is still the perfect place for us as souls to come in to learn what we're here to learn or to experience what we're here to learn, regardless of what's hap- what kind of circumstances are happening. Interesting. Um, but am I worried about that shit? Yeah, I'm, I'm so am, you know, like I don't want to, you know, think about the people and the animals and the plants and then also the climate, climatological effects and how it's going to affect us and all the other people and animals on the planet. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. Yeah. It is. And yeah. from that perspective of like tapping into all these different other realms and, and, and dimensions, like what is your perspective on that? Right. Because I sometimes talk to people and like I, I, I waver back and forth and it sounds like you do a little bit too, but mm-hmm. I'm like a part of me is like, you know, my, my life's work and, you know, I even want to build all these animal uh, sanctuaries with some of the films I do and different things like that. But like, and so I'm really drawn towards helping and wanting to make the planet better and wanting to protect and wanting to serve. But then when I tap into the really deep spiritual stuff, it's like everything is divine and perfect. Right. Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, and I get I go back and forth between, OK, I feel like I'm on this mission to help the planet and to help the humanity and the and animals. And then and then everything's divine and perfect. So that means everything. It cancels <laughs> each other out. Almost, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I how I navigate that because I, I relate to it. But how I navigate it is that it, I I want to do what is joyful to me, you know, so. I, f- I create space for my what brings me joy and it happens to be helping people and the planet and to and that's what brings me joy. And so I am f- I'm encountering the conditions, you know, in myself and in other people. And it's in that um, in that friction with with the limited limitations that I find joy when there's expansion and, and healing that happens. So yeah. I I try to be motivated by joy. And okay. it's, I try, but it's trying is like the wrong word. I feel joy when I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And this is what I ha- try to help other people do as well. So they can enjoy the ride for as long as it lasts. Because, you know, yeah. I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, we don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully I've, I've been the I don't watch much TV, but I got into that TV show, uh, The Orville. Have you seen that? No. Okay. It's like The Orville. The Orville. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, um, they it like takes place maybe like 50 years in the future or something i don't know when and they're um an explorer spaceship that goes around to all the different um galaxies in in the universe and so there's all these different interdimensional beings that are on the spacecraft together you know from different planets and they go to different places kind of like earth and all these other things but then the main species are slightly different (laughs) you know they might have these one might have blue skin one might be like a little like this or whatever but it's so well written i love shows like, like that like but it, it just makes me think like you know well maybe we'll get to that point and we can just ride around on these spacecrafts and they do even like the the humans or the other beings that live on the different planets will go on like their vacation cruises or through the <laughs> through the galaxy <laughs> right yeah so. that'd be fun so i'm going to palm springs we're gonna go up to like orion or the pleiades yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for the I'm weekend like, yeah, yeah. No, like one of the doctors on the ship, she took her two boys and they were going to go to like uh, um, this. It's a planet that's made for vacation. Nice. <laughs> you know, but I, anyways, so 
it made me think like, you know, um, that there's got to be other life out there and there's got to be other planets and different things that go on. I mean, of course. You know? I mean, during sessions, we talk to beings <laughs> yeah. from different places, yeah. different times, and it's it's teeming with life. You know, yeah. maybe not, so, not as much on the 3D as we think, but... Um, on different levels of a different dimension, it's teeming with life every, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, you know, what else would you like to share before we wrap up? Um, what would I like to share? I, I find it such a hard question because for me, all this stuff is so normal. And so I was like, oh, just another day, you know. Okay. Um, well, how about this? What what is what is one thing that you really want people to understand most about past life regression and how it is healing? Um that it can really turn you on turn you on to turn you on, turn you on to, maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> um on to um connecting with your with your essence with your core with your purpose with your with your soul's expression onto the planet you know it can really it can really unlock that for you yeah, yeah. and hopefully hopefully that's possible for everybody but yeah that's and i think that is a great potential of of doing this work this is what makes me feel joyful about it yeah when i see people like get it and yeah, yeah like something clicks and they're forever change change because yeah. They're having an awareness that is such a different perspective that they can't look at things the same. Yes. Right. It's like yeah. a, it's like a child finding out that Santa Claus isn't real and then they can't ever look at Christmas the same. Right. Right. It's, it's like that. It's not quite as disenchanting, but yeah. No, 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 but this is the opposite. This is finding more enchantment. Yes. So it would be like the opposite, you know, right, like, right, right, right. you know, <laughs> finding out that the tooth fairy is real. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, wow these fairies right. you know like, and they, they really are real by the way everybody listening yeah fairies are real i mean all these le legend legendary creatures that we've heard of atlantis lemuria all that stuff is real yeah from the my from my work you know yeah. this is what i encounter yeah so rejoice yeah amazing and where can people find you um so i work in person only um in the valley san fernando valley area of los angeles uh, it's called valley village i have my office there and so you can connect with me on instagram is the best way um hello instagram live watchers um so instagram my instagram handle is my name which is j-e-r-o-e-n and then my affirmation i-s-l-o-v-e is love um or my website it's www. my first name j-e-r-o-e-n-q-h-h-d.com Perfect. And we'll put those both down there so they'll be hyperlinked for you. Thank and you. then, of and course, come see me here. Once a month here in yes. a group one, you know, yes. so you can try out the group and then you can try to get on this wait list. But he's like booked out three months in advance. So make yes. sure that, you know, you come to the group one and then you get your name on right away on, on that wait list so that you can get a private session if you do want one. Yeah. And, but, um, and there's so much fun. And so normally I'm here at Liberate every third Thursday of the month of the month, yeah. seven and eight, except for September. We're doing it September 12th. So yeah, if you're seeing this um, before September 12th, that's the one that it's going to be this week. We switched the third and the second around for that month only. But otherwise, third Thursday, always check out our calendar and you can find the date. Thank you. Maybe we can try to get them here a little bit more often again. We'll see. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for, so much for this amazing conversation. Thank, thank you. you. 
If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram at Liberate Hollywood. All one word or Liberate Emporium. All one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. If you're thinking that you want to take that action step, why wait? Book your session right now. Go to liberateyourself.com. Click on either Liberate Hollywood or Liberate Emporium. See our amazing practitioners and who resonates most with you. And then book a session via Skype, phone, or in person. We're here for you. And it's your time to start creating your life.